the 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911. Hey, welcome to uh, Hometown Radio. Dave Congleton's Hometown Radio on KVEC. I am not Dave. I am Jim Siebert. Dave's on vacation, and uh, he asked me to fill in for him today. He's going to fill in uh, guests uh, all this week. Uh, and so that's me uh, today. We also have uh, Jim Richards, who's uh, filling in for Craig Hill. So it's uh, filling all the way around. We're just glad that you're here and uh, giving us a... Uh, and I'll make sure to turn on the right mic. Yeah, at the give next us break. a reason to exist. All of a sudden, I'm looking over there. and waiting for the little red light to come on. The little red light wasn't coming on. Then I'm I thinking it's Saturday morning with a Mother Mail show. Okay, there we are. All right. There, okay, so, so uh, 5 o'clock hour, which is a couple of hours away. My guest will be Fred Monroe. Uh, Fred and I go back. We were on the radio together on another talk station that no longer exists here in San Luis Obispo back in 1989. So we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about what Fred's doing now, which is uh, doing some really outrageous travel concierge planning for people. Um, right before that, in the next hour at 4 o'clock, uh, a friend of mine, Tim Lewinbus, is a working-class actor in Hollywood. He's a film and a television actor. And I thought it would be interesting just to chat with Tim about what it's like. He's not an elite. He's not a Tom Hanks or a, you know one of those guys. And he's also not one of those that's you know having to work five extra jobs so that you know he can do his acting thing. He's, he's right in there in the trenches every day working on uh, series TVs and movies. And uh, that would be interesting to talk with Tim. Uh, that's at 4 o'clock this afternoon about just what life is like as what I call a working-class actor. And uh, so that leads us to right now, which is the 3 o'clock hour. And uh, so happy to have... Uh, uh, Sabrina Pratt with me today in the studio. <laughs> I, Sabrina, uh, welcome. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Thank you. We've known each other for, it was pre-COVID that we met. I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out exactly when it was. It was pre-COVID. PC. P <laughs> or whatever. Like, I've, I don't know. I've Not PC, but. PC. I Pre-COVID. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. So people I always guess. say, well, you know, back before COVID, yeah. you know, like, like if you say it, you're going to get it again or something like that. But yeah. So PC. So, yeah, so uh, Sabrina and I, uh, you know, we met PC, so uh, that's okay. Sabrina is, uh, she is paid to make people laugh. I mean, that's that's her, that's kind of the whole thing I'm calling this hour is the business of comedy. Oh, I love that. Uh, yeah. Sabrina yeah. founded uh, what's called the Central Coast Comedy Theater. Mm -hmm. And uh, besides that, I'm going to give a little plug for some other things that she does. She is also a business coach. Um not so much the kind of business coach that's going to help you make a lot of money, 
but more the kind of business coach that's going to help you not go crazy uh, you know, with your jobs. It's and kind of, as a result, you will make more money. Uh, maybe, if, if, that, if that's uh, you your know, goal. Hopefully, if that works. If that's yeah. your goal. I mean, yeah. you may not even want to make more money. Yeah. You may just want to stay sane. Right. You know, doing right. what you're doing. So, yeah. so uh, there's there's that, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about how you can get, get in touch with uh, Sabrina and if, if you want to uh, talk about those types of things. Um, how long you been here? How long you been on the Central Coast? Now, you didn't grow up here. No, I... So... <laughs> So I've been on the Central Coast for almost 10 years, yeah. and I um, I love this area. It's beautiful. Who doesn't? Um, I moved here from Chicago. I lived in Chicago and worked there as a comedian mm-hmm. and an actor and an improviser, yeah. a director. I worked at um, Second City and performed at all the... I think I've heard of that place. <laughs> yeah. I think I've heard of that. Second yeah. City. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, no, Don't let I'm me just, interrupt. I, I'm, just, I'm just giggling because... Yeah. Um, it's, uh, not, it's not what I... Do I have something hanging from my face? No. no. Oh. It's, it's, if, if you've not heard of Second City, it's totally worth a Google. A lot of um, oh. famous people have come oh out gosh, of that yes. theater. And yeah, the, the origins of Saturday Night Live yeah. came out of that big theater. So yeah. it's my time in Chicago was really fun. And before that, I grew up on the... Um, Southeast Coast. I'm originally from Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have any of those big hats? What are those things called? They're not called hats. In my mind, I just call them church hats, but I church know what you're hats. talking about. And they wear them to the they wear them to the to the big race they in like Kentucky. They like the Easter. Oh, derby hats. Derby, oh, okay. Well, derby or whatever. Things, but they're, but they're, they're not really even hats. They're just like yeah. Carmen Miranda thing. I don't know why I'm said. thinking like fascinators. That's what it's called. It's okay. called a fascinator. <laughs> That's right. I have a friend who who lives in Louisville or Louisville, as some of us would say. And and I, I mentioned, I said, oh, and she says, I'm going to the race. And I said, oh, you're going to wear a hat? She goes, no, I'm wearing a fascinator. <laughs> All right. Like, okay. There, there we go. So um, how many times how many times in the last year has somebody met you and said, Oh, you're a comedian. Be funny. Oh, well, that that's... <laughs> all right. So I, I started my comedy journey 20 years ago. Um, a little over 20 years ago, I actually just turned 40. So go team. Well, that's right. It was I'm, a couple days ago. I'm a newly minted 40-year-old. Yeah, there you go. Welcome. And, Welcome thanks. to the club. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I, I started at a young age, very young age. I was like 19 going to... Um, open mics when I was in college, I would go. Okay. Oh, wow. Go, and it was just like fun for me. You had the you itch know? even totally. then. Totally. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I've had it my whole life. What, what is it? Do you like, it's making people laugh because this is the approval. What is, cause it's, it's gotta be one of the scariest things I've, I've done it. It's gotta be one of the scariest things. It's, yeah. Stand up is not for the faint of heart. I mean, I mean, it is you with a microphone and if you're bad, it's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> There's no hiding it. Yeah. You know, I remember yeah. the, the first time I, the first time I did stand up, I was a DJ at a, at a radio station and somebody said, uh, we got these, these three comedians coming to town and the station was going to uh, sponsor, you know, the event. Yeah. You know? Do you want to be the MC? Do you, know, do you want to welcome them? Oh, yeah, man, I can be funny. Yeah. Oh, I, first of all, I bombed. <laughs> and uh, it was obvious. I mean, I wasn't funny. And and there was no doubt about it. There's no, no, no yep, doubt about yep. it. No tap it's, dancing. You can do you either, you know, you're, you're either nailing it or you're not. Yeah. You know? So do you nail it right off the bat? Um, Were you funny right off the bat? I mean, I think I'm a, uh, I think I'm a funny person. I think I have a clever way of looking at the world. Yeah. and. 
I'm I'm confident, and so okay. a lot of it is in the presentation. But no, so at no. 19 you were kind of precocious, and yeah, I probably thought I, I well yeah. actually not probably. I'll go ahead and say I thought I was better than I was. Oh yeah, yeah. 100. <laughs> everybody does, right? Everyone does. Everybody in entertainment, at least. <laughs> right, you and know. Then, and then all of a sudden, imposter syndrome sets you, in. You probably reach a point where you've achieved enough to be able to look at yourself and go, "Oof, I sucked." Oh man, I'm glad. Uh, <laughs> I am really glad that the videotape of me that night no longer exists. Mm-hmm. I'm really, I'm really glad. It <laughs> somewhere in the moves from you know here and there and everywhere that little tape got. Oh, it's uh, that little tape got destroyed. It's part of it, man. Yeah. It's you know when people talk about bombing, in my mind, I'm like, well, that's just part of the process. You have sure you have to sure you have to, and if you're waiting to go try your hand at a skill. Um, until you're good at it, you'll never get good at it. You yeah. have to get out yeah. there and practice. Somebody, uh, true confessions and what do we have? True transparency. I've I've actually been a student of yours in 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 your improv class. And one of the things I remember somebody saying during the improv class, I don't know if it was you or Wade or or one of you know one of your teachers, your helpers, um, said something about the folks on um, whose line is it anyway? You know mm-hmm. the, the the famous television improv show. They they said, hey, you should see the outtakes yeah. of that because they they just they're they're terrible. They're not that funny all the time. It's just for that little twenty two and a half minutes that they've cut up, you know, for that television yep. show. So yep. even even the 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 big guys, yeah, you know, uh, are not funny all the you know mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. And really, in the in when you're improvising, you're really looking to be honest in a way and honest from your own unique perspective about life and like sure it's crazy and it's off the wall and everything and but i think the same is true for stand-up we're going to go back into talking a little bit more about improv and the classes that that you have in just a moment but but we're going to take a break you're listening to hometown radio it's the dave congleton show i'm not dave (laughs) on news talk 920 kvec and uh FM, Jim, I forgot the call. FM 96.5. FM 96. Right there on the wall. Oh, there it is on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll be back right after this. Baby, take off the coat. Be a slow. Uh, we're on Hometown Radio. I'm Jim Siebert, sitting in for Dave Congleton. And my guest uh, this hour is Sabrina Pratt. We're talking about uh, the business of comedy. So I mentioned uh, we met. Uh, Sabrina, I'm, I'm going to have you move the mic just in front of you. I'm not sure. There it is. 
what it was, um, you know, I, I, I do the books. I do I narrate the books. So I'm in a little tiny studio all by myself all day long. Um, no, I never hear applause. There's very little feedback. Completely the opposite of the comedy thing, the stand-up that we were talking about, where you know you stink the minute you get up there or, <laughs> or, or not. I have no idea. And so I, somebody mentioned to me or somebody, you know, well, you, you, ought, to, you ought to do these, uh, this improv class, you know. So, you know, we connected. And I did... Um, I, I did your uh, one of your improv classes. We were above a yeah. we were above a a, a beauty salon downtown <laughs> uh, for a while, and, yeah. I, and now you have your own studio. And we'll talk about that in the second hour. But um, what types of training? Talking about the business of comedy, what types of training uh, are you offering people? What's out there? So um, okay, so, well here in San Luis Obispo. Uh, I teach improv classes, so you and improv is a great foundation. If you're interested in doing stand up, which we also offer stand up classes or something like that, I mean, even if you're an actor, if you if you just want to try something, I recommend improv class because it helps you get present. It kind of helps you cut your teeth in terms of um, performing, and um, you're performing with a group. Well, and know? and the class is even. Um, it's very encouraging. It's yes. very welcoming. Yeah. Um, you know, even even if you're just horrible, they'll tell you you're you know, oh, that's great. You know, let's you know, they're very encouraging. We you know? we we focus on the on the po- positive. positive. Yeah, yeah. And that is um, so. This is how people learn fastest. Uh huh. Also, people learn the quickest through play. Oh, which is I'll really totally interesting but yeah. that's what the whole class is playful so you have to feel right. comfortable you have to feel safe you have to feel willing in order to get in a playful silly place well, and the, the, yeah. i guess the thing i noticed that really stood out to me was that of the what do we have maybe 15 or so people in the class there were only a couple of us who were i would say in the business of entertaining people right. all the rest there were there were college Art professors. Yeah. There was a, a, a school administrator. Yeah. A, you know, a, a, a kid that washed dogs. Yes. And there were all sorts of ages. I mean, I, I being old, wasn't the oldest person in that class. Which I love. You know, yeah. Yeah. And, and then there were like people who were still really wet behind the ears. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was just this wide range of people. And the interesting thing was, I don't think very many of them wanted to be in the entertainment business. That's, that is not why people take classes. So why here. do people take improv classes? Um, for personal, their personal edification, to learn, to have fun, to try a new skill because they're interested to, to meet people to, for connection and friendship. You know? Does it, do you see it helping? In other professions, I mean, I can see if you're a lawyer, it would help. If you're a school teacher, it would help. But if you're an accountant or an mm-hmm. architect or something like that, that doesn't really need to have a lot of face time with people, does that does it still help? Improvisation. This is why I say it's a good foundation for anywhere you want to go okay. because the art form teaches you how to be present so, in your life, what whatever does that you're mean? doing. What does that mean? To be present. Okay, so to not be wrapped up in your head about what you said five minutes ago or how yesterday went, to not be worrying about how tomorrow's going to go or to be right here. And the more 
right here, right now, you are, the the more p- power you have in that moment, the more you can be creative in your life in that present moment. So another another piece that improv classes I think are great for reinforcing is resiliency. Yeah. So earlier we were talking right. about failing. Mm-hmm. The the objective here isn't to not fail. You're not trying to not fail. Okay. You are aiming for um, practicing. So quantity begets quality. You want to have a good comedy set, mm-hmm. you need to do a lot of comedy. And mm. then you will have practiced okay. a lot. You okay. will have your 10,000 hours under your belt to be a master. Yeah, yeah. You know? One of the things that you, first lesson, first night, <laughs> you told us about the 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 practice of yes and. Mm-hmm. And in improv, um, once you know this, once you know this this theory or this idea of yes and, and you watch good improv people, you see it happening. Yeah. They will suggest, there'll be two people up on stage and, and one will say, oh, look over there, <laughs> there's an elephant with five legs and wings. And I think... Our normal tendency as human beings is to say, no, that's not an elephant, which is a, which is a no instead mm-hmm. of a yes. But in, in improv, and you're shaking your head, so I'm thinking you're agreeing with me. I you am. say, yeah, I see that elephant with five legs and wings, and, right. and you add to it. And I have, I don't practice that all the time. In fact, I probably, I probably miss the mark a whole lot, but there are times when I'm not doing comedy or performing or anything, and somebody says something, blah, 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 I will think, yes, and, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll add to it. And it does. It moves, it moves things forward instead yeah. of backwards. Well, I was talking about resilience. So there are so many things in our life that we can't control, just like in an improv scene. Yeah. I cannot control what you're thinking. I can't control what you're going to do. I have no idea what you're about to say. What I can kind be autonomously in control of is how I respond to it. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, yes is taking taking what's offered and adding to it. Right. Not trying to manipulate and change. So this is when we're talking about life skills. Mm-hmm. Man, this teaches you, I say it all the time, relax your crack. You got to go with the flow, man, because it's what's going to exhaust you is swimming upstream. All right. We have to take a break here in a minute. We're talking to we'll take a we'll take a break on that one. Relax your crack. Um, boy, that's not going to go away. Uh, Sabrina Pratt is my guest. Uh, we're on Hometown Radio. It's the Dave Congleton program on KVEC 920 and 96.5 FM. We'll come back and talk more about this business of comedy uh, in uh, just a few minutes. Congleton program. I am not he. I am Jim Siebert. Dave's on vacation and he has guest hosts all week here on News Talk uh, 920. Uh, at 5 o'clock, 
Coming up in about an hour and a half, uh, Fred Monroe will be joining me. Long-time radio listeners will remember when Fred and I had a program on another station uh, back in the late 80s and early 90s. Fred, uh, he and I will talk about outrageous vacation trips like taking a trip to outer space or something like that for <laughs> vacation. Uh, coming up in just about half an hour, uh, my guest will be Tim Lunabus. Uh, Tim is a working-class actor in Hollywood, film and stage, or film and screen. And um, we're going to talk about what's, what life is like for uh, for uh, an actor in, uh, in Hollywood. Uh, no, Tim does not have a Learjet, a yacht, or a Rivian, um, and so he's not one of those elite actors. He's just a regular guy that takes his kids to school in the morning and then goes and gets on set and, and works. So we'll talk uh, what that's all about. But right now, this is this is such a blast. I wish uh, I wish we actually uh, had more time, uh, Sabrina. We uh, This has gone by so fast. Sabrina Pratt, the founder of uh, Central Coast Comedy Theater, is here. Sabrina and I met uh, before COVID, pre-COVID, when I took one of her improv classes. We've been friends uh, back and forth um, ever since then. And just at the break, we were talking about the different types of people who take your improv classes. And I want to I want to just extend that just a little bit more. Do you have Do you have any stories? You don't have to give names. Do you have any stories of of people whose lives have been really positively affected by? By taking your classes, I'll bet you have. Yes, I mean I the big smile on your face. I can tell yeah. that you're just you're just waiting to tell some of these stories. <laughs> well, it, you know, on the drive over, I was thinking about uh, how how lovely it is to have. A, I think it's the power of finding your way into something that really fits you and fits what you do. Okay, and also doing something, offering something very positive. Is I just ha- I have a lot of people in my life who say. This has significantly improved their life. Being a part of the improv community, taking improv classes, um, quite a few of the students who take class at the theater are referred from their therapist. And their therapist says, hey, go try this. This It's going to help you. It's going to help you ease your anxiety. It's going to help you get out of your shell a little bit, you know? (laughs) Are you laughing because it gave you more anxiety? (laughs) Yeah. 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 But, you know, but there is something to that is being in a a safe, welcoming, yeah. positive, fun environment. Right. And then being like, oh, all this stuff I was so worried. I was so worried about people judging me. I was so worried about the things that so come out of my mouth. Give me so, give me a specific. A give me a specific. Quit all of this generalities. Give, okay. give me a specific. Well, OK. I'm thinking of one person. Um, it's not me, is it? It's Jim. No. I'm just. <laughs> I'm th- I told I'm, you not to tell that I am, story. I'm just talking about me over no, here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Too many gems in the room. <laughs> I'm think I'm thinking of one person in, in particular who, okay. uh, not an unusual story, but kind of an extreme story, came in and was so bound up with anxiety, was physically stiff in their body. Okay, you know, had trouble moving yeah. and um, definitely had trouble speaking, and just seemed wow. really, really nervous and anxious. Yeah, kept coming back, kept coming back. Really, kept, totally different person. You actually know this person and you uh, you could not guess who it was you'd have no idea huh because i get and i get as as, since this is what i do that is not fair (laughs) that is not fair you know i'm just going to be sitting there kind of clicking it off and every every time i see you every time i go to a show i'm going to go okay who who, is it who is it who is it well the story is not unusual (laughs) no i mean there's there's you know it's it's common actually that someone 
come in and do something that uh, pushes your comfort zone. Yeah. And then when you keep showing up and you are in a environment of positive regard, everyone around you is positive. I can say for myself, the, thinking back on it now, I, I, I remember this, this situation. I, I do mostly nonfiction books, mostly serious nonfiction, newsy kind of history books. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to... I wanted to branch out. I wanted to do some fiction. I wanted to do some novels to narrate some novels and whatnot. And when you talk about being uptight, you know, doing a character voice is um, scary. Mm-hmm. You know, people could laugh at you because you could you know, it could sound weird. And that's why you know I, I hit on and some, and some people said you should probably try some improv because you can you can try you can just do things and there's it's kind of quote unquote non judgmental so yeah. in 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 that way it kind of got me out of whatever shell I'm in I don't know I <laughs> I think my shell's a little cracked um, so you recently um, had a huge like I guess change in the business model yeah for uh, for the Central Coast Comedy Theater um, you went nonprofit. Yes. Okay, I have no idea what that means, okay. although I think uh, before that, you probably weren't making much of a profit anyway. So what the hell difference does it make? I mean, Speaking of yes-handing, you know, <laughs> I was yes-handing my no-profit status. You know, you know, it's like, okay, we're not making a profit. You know, we're losing our shirts doing this comedy thing. Let's just make it official. Let's just lean into that. Yeah. Let's go to the government and get approval to do that. Yeah, you know? right. No, seriously. But, but seriously, <laughs> what uh, what does that mean, that, that Central Coast Comedy Theater is now non-profit? What does that me. So I st- so I'm going to back up and give a little context. Sure. So I You're started to this that, business. Go. Thank you. Thanks for the permission. Yeah. Yeah, my show, it. but <laughs> go ahead. So I started the Where business. Where did she come from? Where did she? <laughs> she walked in. There was another woman that showed yeah, up. We could have brought her we in. A- gone. There was a politician. <laughs> Sent her down the hallway. I, I was selling Girl Scout cookies, and now I'm here. What do you know? Anyway, go ahead. Uh, so I started the business in 2016 when I was. A high school teacher. I was teaching at Tuscadero High, teaching theater, and I wanted to have something to do I, I, for myself. I miss doing improv, so I thought, let me offer some classes. I'll train some people to do some improv. So the business has naturally grown and evolved. A few years ago, I resigned from teaching and have just been doing this business as my full time job. And then I have my coaching business, as you mentioned. Right. So what has happened is this improv theater business in order to grow, I knew that we needed to come up with other income streams. And what ultimately we want to do is open an improv theater. So I have a studio that I teach and work out of. Mm -hmm. I want a venue space. I want a collaborative arts theater. Mm -hmm. But when I say collaborative, I mean other theater groups our community needs this mm-hmm. you know we have we we are so rich in the arts around here we have so many cool creative people in this area right. i'm like and you know we're using like the back of a bar or a patio which is awesome but also limiting yeah. you know it would be really nice to have an actual venue space so in order to get that we needed to figure out other income streams because we'd need to have the business like make a profit mm-hmm. in order to have enough money to do that. Right. So that, that was the, uh, that was the decision behind that is let's open it up and allow the community to support okay. this effort because this effort is for the community. So, so you can't, but I would suspect, and I'm just 
speaking off the top of my head now, you can't just hang out a sign that says, we're now nonprofit. Oh, yeah. No, we have a you board. You've got some hoops to jump through. Sure. And, and because the company has existed, it wasn't like we were starting an organization from scratch. I had begun this organization and built it over the last seven years. So it was a matter of changing the infrastructure of the organization from just Sabrina Pratt you know, doing my thing, calling all the shots right. to now we have a board of directors. And so things are more collaboratively run. Uh-huh. So my position has changed from business owner to theater director. You're the you know? theater director. Yeah. All right. So does it, <laughs> so you still, I mean, so does that mean that if, if I, uh, uh, enroll in an improv class, uh, I pay a fee and it's tax deductible, or what, is, what does that mean? What's, oh. what's all that stuff mean? Okay, this so... This non-profit thing. Yeah. You're a 501c... Three. Three, okay. Yep, yeah. So, um, well, now we're we're actually currently fundraising, so if anyone wants to make a donation, I encourage you to go to centralcoastcomedytheater.com. Passing the hat here, just <laughs> as I am. <laughs> um, and... Uh, and um, make a tax-deductible donation. Yeah. Um, and then when you sign up to take improv classes, um, you pay a fee for the classes, mm-hmm. and that fee goes into the business, which has always been the case. Sure. But you know, now it goes directly into the organization, and I'm not, as the business owner, pulling anything from that. Oh, it's, okay. So the so know. the business now the non pays you a salary or something. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I want to talk more about that and the classes that you the classes that you offer and the other things that are going on in <laughs> Sabrina Pratt's world. But we need to take a break. You're listening to the Dave Congleton Show, commonly called Hometown Radio, on News Talk 920 KVEC and FM 96.5. I tried to catch you singing it. Jim turned the mic on just as I was going to say something yeah. really crude. Where's the, where's the delay button on that one? I got, I got to fit in the city lopper and the Katrina and the waves while she's here. It's not going to fit with the next guest. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Congleton is never going to ask me back. Uh. I say that every time. Uh, Sabrina Pratt is my guest. We're on Hometown Radio. I'm Jim Siebert. Uh, Jim Richards is over there pushing the buttons. Uh, Sabrina, um, it's not just... See, when I think people think of improv. They think of that television program, uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway? Uh-huh. Which, by the way, I think, are they coming to town, or are they just did they just come uh, to town? The traveling version yeah. was at the Cal Poly Pack the week of Thanksgiving. Sometime, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so that's usually what they think of, are the, you know, the one-liners, you know, what, what, what is something that you would say at dinner that you would never say to your lover in bed, or whatever, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but there are other forms. So I was involved mm-hmm. uh, with your musical improv, which was a gas because you just made up songs. Yeah. Uh, 
my only problem with that is I have absolutely no rhythm, and you guys do a whole lot of these stupid, I call them stupid rhythm games, where you have to <laughs> clap like this and then say something, and I can't do that. Chew and all that. But you do the musical, you do what's called long-form mm-hmm. improv. Tell me about what's long-form improv. So Whose Line Is It Anyway is short-form, so they're games. They're like little, boom, little boom, boom. Right. quick bits, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and long-form is more like an improvised play. You get kind of a suggestion at the beginning and then you might go for 20 minutes or 30 minutes or a whole hour and the players whoever the improvisers are are just riffing off that suggestion they're making up scenes we're just kind of rolling with it um so i've seen you and your husband peter do that in a show oh my gosh it's just (laughs) you said how do they keep that going it's just it's it's really cool to watch. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's those types of things. But what else are you you're, are you teaching at Cal Poly? You're lecturing at Poly these days, or is, is did, did I was that in end? the fall quarter. Yeah. Okay. So what did would you do? Improv or comedy or what? Or I taught business planning or something. <laughs> I taught the improvisational theater class. Really? In the fall quarter. I hope they have me back. Students Cal got Poly. credit for that. Wink, wink. I'd love to come back. They got yeah. credit for that. Yeah. It's part yeah. of the. Um, yeah, it was through the theater department, and man, this is the way to do a job interview. The chair called me and said, hey, can you teach this class? And I said, what's the class? And he told me, I'm like, was that not made for me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course I'll teach so the improv class. How do you, did you, did you do a test at the um, end? Was there an exam or something? How do you grade someone right. on that? Well, see, I'm a theater teacher by trade, so this is the trick. Okay. I, a lot of the way that I evaluate the students is I have them self-reflect and evaluate how they're doing. Oh, self-grading? I hated that. <laughs> I got well, an A. Thank you. Yeah. Well, we did do a performance, so uh-huh. there was that. I mean, there were papers and assignments, so you like know, the history certainly. of comedy or this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, Elaine I, May and mm-hmm. those types of okay, I yeah. tried to jam as much information as I could in that 11 weeks or whatever yeah, yeah. the quarter was, you know. Um, but yeah, we did do a final exam, and then there was a final paper and uh, those sort of things. Yeah. So, okay, I, I warned <laughs> you, I could go off, I could just go off. What's 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 wrong with Saturday Night Live these days? Uh, it's not funny. I agree. Okay, unfortunately, that's it, huh? I, Have they just run? I mean, there's still lots of things to to make fun of. I think there's a lot of they, my personal theory is there's a lot of overthinking it. Yeah, they try too hard. And it's like when you watch classic SNL, uh-huh. the the bits are character. They're usually like these. Friggin' hilarious characters, and you just put them in weird situations. They're not trying to really, and they're much shorter. Do it seems, too much. It seems to me like the sketches go on and on and and yeah. on. And I, I think, finally end up with my yeah. fast forward button. Okay, next. I haven't. I haven't next. watched it in years. I think some of it is a result of like maybe too many cooks in the pot. Well, we or tape something it. I mean, like we. That, it's know? not called taping anymore. What's called recording. We record it. <laughs> yeah. Every time it's live, the thing is set up. Well, you know, it seems like. Before too, when they had more like the Gilda Radner, Roseanne, Roseanne Dana, yeah, classic, and like the shark, you know, that would yeah. come in, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, church, church chat with Dana Carvey, yeah. But now it seems like it's just political sometimes, well, and maybe it's just maybe people are just tired of it. You just need to keep it silly, man. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. I agree with you because um, sometimes, yeah. sometimes when I'm watching things like that, 
I don't want it to be political. No. I just want to be able to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Although, although, I get that. You know, I, I mean, totally I understand that. that maybe there's an agenda, some maybe not. Michael but, Johnson does But it. I just want to be able to just relax mm-hmm. and not even think about that stuff. You put your finger right on it. That's what I mean by overthinking. I think yeah. it's unrelaxed. It's And so when I say like, this playful atmosphere mm-hmm. like the classes that i teach we really go out of our way to make sure it stays playful and stays fun and so if know. someone wanted to if, <laughs> if, what words of wisdom from the world of comedy can you give people about life in general be wax philosophical for me okay i would say do it scared I think we have a tendency to avoid what freaks us out. Okay. Do it scared. The payoff is so worth it. Yeah. Um, I would say trust yourself. Don't be afraid to quote unquote fail. It's not failure. It's the only failure is quitting or not doing it at all in the first place. Yeah. Like get out there and go for it. Yeah. You know? and in a in a welcoming, positive environment. And create that environment for yourself, man. The world's not always going to do it for you. Yeah. So you've got to kind of be able to cultivate this inner way of being that you can walk into a room and own it and own who you are and game on. Game on. You know, because we're talking about what made SNL so funny. Mm-hmm. Owning it. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, there's, oh, I just... there's, there's maybe things that you couldn't well, maybe get away with right now. Yeah. Chevy Chase and Jane Curtin and Jane, you ignorant. Right. You know, uh-huh. and uh, but... But some of it's just like it's just I don't I don't understand why they have to be because so it's funny like the like the Coneheads and all the yeah. classic sketches <laughs> Wayne's World why can't they just start is are they just out of ideas just was, be goofy was part of I the think success they're overthinking it. yeah part of the success could have been the not ready for prime time players they weren't supposed to be superstars and they came out of. Second city. They did. A lot of them came out. You know, of second th- so they're improvisers. Right. So yeah, improvisers are called players because that's what we're doing. Yeah. We're just playing. And when you're playing, like when you see kids running around on the playground, they don't give a crap how they look. Exactly. They're just having fun, man. They make and up being rules silly. as they go, and it makes you laugh to see someone else having fun. They play. You know, a kid playing baseball. You know, out on out on a field. You don't have enough players, so you say, okay, we're not going to have right field any. We're not going to have right field for this game. It's just, they just go with the flow. Yeah. It's, it's yes and. Yes. All right, all, we're all doing this now. We're all doing that. Okay. All over again. All right. So how do people get a hold of you? This is, they're listening to this. They're thinking, okay, I might try that. Or what's probably happening is somebody is driving in their car right now thinking, you know, this would be good for Bob. Yeah. Now, this would be good for Mary or, you know, you yep. know somebody like Camille or somebody. How do they how do they get a hold of you? What's what's the process? So our website is centralcoastcomedytheater.com. You can also just if you just Google improv San Luis Obispo or improv slow or something, mm-hmm. it'll probably pop up. Okay. Um, and then our phone number is 805-858. Eight two five five. So nobody will remember that, but it's on the website, sure right? Thing. Okay, so yep. the website is easy. Yeah. Okay. When are shows? Um, when are shows? You have so, some coming up? Yeah, we do. So there's a calendar on the website, so you can see everything oh, going okay. on, all the classes, all the shows, all that good stuff. The next show, I I really have to plug this show because it's going to be incredible. Is Friday? Should we have a drum roll? You wanna... <laughs> next show. Friday. Try to find that sound effect right here. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it either. Yeah. yeah I'm not. No rhythm. <laughs> Okay, it's 
Next uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday, February 9th. Okay. And it's at 6 p.m. Um, at the Slow Public Market. So if you go upstairs, there's a big open room. Right. You can grab your tickets online. Um, sometimes those shows fill up, so I would totally encourage you to grab tickets. But part of the reason that show is going to be so cool is because we have a guest artist visiting us from L.A. Oh, neat. Um, yeah, and he's awesome. He's a super funny guy. Okay. So he'll be in town. He's going to play in the show with us Friday night and then teach a workshop Saturday morning. So he does. he's a stand-up or he's a, an he, improv guy? Uh, he's an improv guy. Okay. Yeah, but he's also a writer. He's written oh. a bunch for TV okay. and everything. So yeah. Friday, not two days from now, but a week and two days. February 9th. February, yep. February 9th yeah. at the Slow Public we, Market. We have shows that... You yeah. know, a few times, like a handful of times a okay. month. And these, this would be the short form improv that you were talking about, yeah? Peter and I are also going to oh, do are you? Oh, so My husband gotta, and I are going to do you got to watch set. that. Uh. you got to see that. <laughs> these two. I Thank mean, you. Not only, are they, not only are they really talented, there's just, there's that special connection of, <laughs> you know, of being a couple. Yeah. And, and I think you... I mean, you complete each other's sentences. It's just, it's just fun to watch all the way Thank around. It is, it's just fun to watch. And you can come up with so – I, I haven't seen Peter do this, but you come up with some really bizarre characters. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our guest has been uh, Sabrina Pratt from the uh, Central Coast Comedy Theater uh, here on Hometown Radio. It's Dave Congleton's radio show, and uh, he gave it to me today. I'm not exactly sure why he's on vacation. We'll be back in just a few minutes with our next guest – here at 9.20 a.m. and 96.5 FM KVEC. The 920 KBEC Podcast Network is presented by the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with House Swayze. Up-to-date information on the local real estate market on your time. New episodes weekly at the podcast link at 920kvec.com and wherever you get your podcasts. California DRE 01111911.